put in a place where you have an opportunity of a lifetime. Yep. But because of the choices that you're making, can't even say because of things that you are influenced by, but the choices that you have decided to make for your life, it's literally just your fault and no one else's. Stupid. It's very stupid. stupid. And a lot of people would still say, well, uh, he need more positive male figures in his life. Where's his father? Yada, yada, yada. No. Y'all can blame his father all y'all want to. But all you want. I, I think I did just fine without my father being in the picture. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Taz. You are listening to or watching the intro podcast uh, and soon to be watching this on TV real, real soon, hopefully and prayerfully. But, you know, I can't uh, really do these shows without having the one and only. Now you just that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have JR in the house with us on today. Man, what's going on, man? Make this trip up north, man. I don't want to go, but I'm gonna go. Now, when is this? I'm gonna go this weekend. I'm gonna leave Friday. Probably gonna come back. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm probably gonna come back Memorial Day night or whatnot. I'm still debating. So, um, the dumb question: Are we driving or flying? Flying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with driving, man. That's, that's a 16 hour drive. I'm 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 you done. Do that with your eyes closed and one hand. That don't mean that back. don't mean I want to. You, okay. Well, <laughs> it's all a matter of that. Man, uh, how's Jazzy? Jazz is good. Grades are good. I'm proud of her. I finally got to get a. I finally got her to pick a new pair of shoes. I'm fine. <laughs> if you ever want to spend money on somebody, Jr. I've always told you. You know my phone number. But no, these kids, these kids are weird. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I just went to a war ceremony at Jasmine School, and uh-huh. these kids, like, they don't like to wear new stuff. They said the people who wear new stuff get talked about. Wait, huh? What? Wait a minute. How? <laughs> so is that why she's been, you know, just don't really want to do nothing like that? Not even not want to do nothing, but it's like, I mean, that, that's that's her own being in her head, yeah. want to be around her friends and technology, all that stuff, but... Lately? Yeah. I can't. It, it took me months to get her to pick a pair of shoes. Pick a pair of shoes. I told her, I said, there's $200 in your account right now. Tore some shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to ask if she wanted to transfer some funds. <laughs> I need to call her. And that, that was literally her question. He said, if I pick some shoes, can I get the rest of the money? No, it's all for shoes. So either you get one pair or two pairs, but the $200 is strictly going on shoes. She said, well, what if I only get one pair? Then the rest of that money is going to roll over into the next next pair. pair. Yes, shoe. I completely understand that. Let's start off this this show. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I didn't discuss it with you, and I didn't think about it till just now, but a couple of shows ago, uh, at the end of the show, you uh, got a phone call from her school. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. Well, what they said happened was somebody randomly decided to text my daughter's phone and said, I miss you. There's going to be a school shooting. Nobody knows where this comes from. Nobody knows the number. 
Now, of course, you know, we did our digging yeah. and did our due diligence yeah. and figured out it was one of those ghost numbers. But it's like the fact that they used her name in the text message bothers me. Like, are we dealing with a kid that's her friend playing a prank or are we dealing with a hacker situation? So as a parent, I'm, I'm terrified. Definitely. I'm this close to changing the number, but I'm like, if that's one of her friends, then yeah, ain't no point. So it and it's it's, it's kind of it's it's hard to uh, decipher if you want to change the number because mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee that you know if if they hack this number or however that they got it that they won't get the other one. Exactly. But as a parent, what did you like? What was the first emotion whenever <laughs> the principal basically told you what he told you on the phone? My first emotion or my first action? No, your emotion, because I know what the okay, action okay, was. Okay, Um, I was nervous, paranoid. Mm-hmm. I'm a paranoid father already. I love girl. Yeah. I, I've been through a lot of stuff in my childhood, so first thing is what is about to happen. Yeah. So I hurry up and I rush to the school. Yeah. And I said, I will be there <laughs> when you get out of school. Yeah. No BS. I'm sitting right there. I'm sitting in front of the school. I'm going to say this on camera because they can't arrest me now. It already happened. With my gun. <laughs> With my gun. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. In front of the school. Yeah. And of course, you know, she gets out of school. She comes and she hugged me. As soon as she hugged me, she felt it. She's like, really? I said, yes. Really? really? She like, what's that for? I said, because if they come bussing, yeah. we going to bust back. Yeah. I think I had a hood nigga moment <laughs> right there. <laughs> but it, and, and it's okay to have one. Oh, man. I, I think my daughter saw at that moment, she was like, my daddy really bought some bullshit. Like, <laughs> my, my father is not a regular father. <laughs> right, but at all. I think that, and uh, I, 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 I probably uh, told you or uh, whatever, it's... It's a very uncomfortable situation because you want to, as a parent, you want the school to react to every situation like that as if it's an emergency because you never know when it is an emergency. I mean, I I give them credit for, you know, the way that they reacted in this this situation. they, They didn't take it lightly. They had school offer. They I didn't know they already had officers already at the school full time. Okay. That part I didn't know. So there was already two officers there. Yeah. And when I got there, there was one kind of going around mm-hmm. the building. So they didn't take it lightly. Yeah. At all. So I definitely give the Carrollton Farmers Branch School District credit for that. Yeah. Um, do I want every situation to be an emergency? No, because I know that my daughter's a Gemini and sometimes she overreact. Yeah. So Nah, but this this one was warranted. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, okay, cool. How y'all handled it, I appreciate, I approve of. Mm-hmm. Do I want everything to be handled the same way? Not at all. All right. Some things, yeah, if they, they're drastic, but something like a school shooting, yeah, that's, that yeah. shouldn't be taken lightly. What is the level of security you felt knowing, now that you know that they have the on-campus on police officers? I feel a little better, honestly. Actually, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I got to be the one to rush up to the school. Because 
I mean, we know what they did last year in Uvalde. Yeah. And we know what they did a few months ago in Tennessee. Yeah. And I give those officers credit for even going in the way that they did. They didn't hesitate. Oh, the ones in Tennessee was from, that's from Oak Cliff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish you would. We ain't following no procedure. We just going in and get this mother. Right. And that's my mindset. Yeah, definitely. Because if, if somebody call me and tell me to stay calm, mm. but your daughter's still in the school with the shooter, mm-hmm. I'm just going to hang up the phone. Yeah. Because whatever happens after that. It is what it is. Y'all just gonna have to take me to jail afterwards because yeah. I'm finna go and get this shooter. Yeah, <laughs> because so like, I'm the kind of parent. Yeah, thank y'all, police officers, for coming out and you know doing what y'all do. But if I have the option myself to show up at the school and and be that, trust and believe, I'm gonna show up at the school and be that. Cause see, y'all got. Y'all got policy and procedure that y'all have to follow in, have order, to to, follow. in order to keep your job yes. and all that other. And that that's fine and dandy. Yes. I'm glad that those things are in place for you guys. I'm a I civilian. Yeah. I'm finna follow civilian law on this. And I'm <laughs> licensed to carry at all times and don't yes, really sir. care about uh, <laughs> what you guys think about it. Because nine out of ten, so... Like we were talking last week, about Jai, and which we'll get in, in, into that in a, a minute also. It's, the question was asked, I think it was on CNBC or Fox, if teachers should be able to carry. Um, I was on the fence about it, but then I thought about it. I don't think so, because having a gun and knowing how to use a gun are two totally different things. I give you that. But let me go ahead and piggyback on that. I don't think it's the job of a teacher whose job is to right, teach to also yeah. defend the school. I just I, I don't agree with that. If if that's the case, then y'all need to give them a, a lot more money. I was about to say you already don't pay me enough to deal with exactly. these kids, but now you want me to protect them. Right. So they need to give them a lot more training, uh-huh. tactical training. Yeah. On top of that, and then give them a, a double the pay bump. Yeah, my personal opinion. That's why they have security and police mm-hmm. in the school because that's who's supposed to be trained for those situations. Yeah, a teacher shouldn't have to deal with the accountability if something happens this is with, with a shooter coming into the school. This is so you want a teacher to put their life on the line, not only to protect these kids, but then to also kind of draw out or draw attention to themselves mm-hmm. to the shooter. I don't I don't I don't think that's fair. Plus, reversely, we see how these kids act nowadays. I was just about to touch on that. Yeah. What if one of them kids find that gun? Yeah. Or what if the teacher is having a bad no, what if you one of those teachers where your students really don't respect you and they pick on you every damn day? And then you come to school <laughs> expecting them to act a fool, and and the student says something on that day, and you forget you're a teacher. We got teachers that do that now. Yeah, I didn't see teachers punch a kid in the face, Ex- yeah. all kind of stuff. But some, I ain't gonna lie, some of these kids deserve that. I'm not gonna. But lie. yeah, but now, but now you uh, you empower me by giving me a gun. Yeah. I don't know about that. Exactly. Probably not the right thing to do. <laughs> especially, again, being, especially if you are a teacher uh, who are, who's teaching in a, a, a particular school or, or a neighborhood or an environment where you don't necessarily like 
the ethnicity of the students. Sure. Um, there was a story I want to say about two weeks ago. Um, there was a teacher who got arrested uh, because he had been um, sexually assaulting students. And I don't know if it's a high school or a junior high school, but the, what caught my attention about this is it's in the colony. Really? In the freaking colony. Where? What school? I forgot, but I, I, I literally want to think that it's the, the school right behind my hotel that I work for. Oh, wow. But previously, the year before, he had just received an award for Teacher of the Year. That part. Do I want to know how he got the award in the first place, or no? I want to know how he got the award. Was this a student-based vote, or is this a? Was this if it was a student-based vote, we know why he got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And the and, and the the thing is, like you know, arm a teacher with a gun who don't like. Black students, or who who don't like uh, Hispanics, or who don't like kids, period, and and then put them in an in, in environment of some rowdy kids, and you automatically give them a reason to say it was self defense. They came oh, at me in class. Damn it, they sure will, won't they? Yeah, they will. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I am glad that. Uh, Jasmine was okay through that whole situation. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you're still here and not in Luz Derrick. <laughs> I, I ain't going to be in Luz Derrick. I'm going to be in Mexico. You ain't going to come chase me. I ain't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Y'all, he did not say that on camera. Well, let me. He did not say that on camera. I promise y'all he didn't. He is He is an outstanding citizen. Yeah, sure. He, he don't even have. No, well, I'm not going to say that. He has a couple of them. <laughs> but speaking of <laughs> guns and stupidity, let's talk <laughs> about. Uh, I wanted to touch on Jai again. Please uh, do. We Please. had been uh, discussing, and I've I've been hearing a lot of stories about this guy, uh, and s- some things I still don't understand, and um, probably never will understand when it comes down to this guy. I don't either. Um, Due to the fact that I don't really know too much about sports, but I know a lot about life. I say he don't need to know much about sports to know this at all. Um, last show we were talking about how, uh, what were all the real friends and the people who are around him is choosing. You know, they really don't care about yada yada. Yeah. I thought about something after listening to, uh, I think it was either The Breakfast Club or Brilliant Idiots. Shout out to Charlemagne the guy. Um, I can't blame them no more. Because I remember after the first time he went through this, he got on camera and he was saying, I know my wrong. I know what I did wrong. I know what I have to change. I know who I let down. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though he said all of that, went right back and did it again. That was a great speech. I, I, I like whoever typed it out for him. It was perfect. Clearly, he didn't mean none of this shit. Hey, I did. 
artificial intelligence worked the hell out of that speech. Man. And whenever I thought about it and I listened to how uh, they explained it, I can't blame anybody but him now. Because yeah. you have the... you. You have been put in a place where you have an opportunity of a lifetime. Yep. But because of the choices that you're making, can't even say because of things that you are influenced by, but the choices that you have decided to make for your life is literally just your fault and no one else's. Stupid. It's very stupid. stupid. And a lot of people would still say, well, uh, he need more positive male figures in his life. Where's his father? Yada, yada, yada. No. Y'all can blame his father all y'all want to. But all you want. I, I think I did just fine without my father being in the picture. It, it's a matter of choices. Yeah. It, it's a matter of choices. What you do. You got an opportunity of a fucking lifetime. Absolutely. If you don't know by now. Yeah. It's time, it's time for you to lose some of that opportunity. Yeah. Because you're living a life that... People that's in in the streets, that's in the games, want to reach. Love to get out of. Right. Th- that's how I feel. You know, there's a because like whenever I used to go or like if if I go to a, a park now, and I see some of the greatest basketball players ever, mm-hmm. but they're just hometown individuals who nine out of ten won't even get the opportunity to become mm-hmm. anything else, but the neighborhood. Hero, the neighborhood superstar, yep. and Ja, you're living a life to where you went from being that to being one of the the the, the best. If and if if I'm giving them too too much, correct me, but one of the best players in in, in the league for this generation. But you still decide to pretend that you the neighborhood hero and do neighborhood stuff. I mean. The part about it that I don't get is you didn't see how much trouble you got in the first time. Did you think you were just going to apologize again at the first time? And it's, it, it, it'd be over. Like, nah. Like, you hear people, you know, you hear people get second chances. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear that. How often do you hear somebody getting third? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you literally did the same thing. Now, if we was to put that same scenario on somebody else, he'd probably be one of the first people to be like, "Well, no, he learned his lesson. So why don't that rule apply to you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you got to use that same logic. Yeah, you can't sit here and say, "Well, I learned my lesson. I'm gonna do all of this to change," and you, you ain't did nothing. You didn't put forth any kind of effort. You ain't even tell the people around you like, "Don't have it around me," because you know I'm on some yeah some other stuff. You know, you didn't you didn't elevate it. Mm-hmm. But somehow you still at the same level. Yeah. It's like you, he knew exactly what to say the first time mm-hmm. to be able to get back in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I'm, I'm probably not going to say this wrong, but of course, again, y'all going to get tired of me saying Charlemagne the God so much, but <laughs> he has some of the best quotes. But the best way to prove that you that you are truly sorry or you apologize about a situation is your change behavior. Yep. I don't see that. Nah. Not I don't all. see where you where you are actually sorry or you you have re- remorse about 
what happened the first time whenever you can go back. And it's not like he went back a year after. <laughs> like, <laughs> two years after. We just seen this first video yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up this morning, pr- paraphrasing, and I see it again. So I would have more respect for him if the next news brief said that he was dealing with a drug issue or he was dealing with a mental issue. I would take the mental health issue That would explain why he's constantly being seen in this kind of situation. That would make a lot more sense to me, but can't look at it that way. Because it don't seem like nothing mentally is Mm. wrong with him. Then also, you got to look at it like this. How many endorsements he gonna lose Man. with that one? Yeah. First time we'll let you know. We'll we'll sit down and we'll discipline you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Second time, you messing up our brand yeah, because yeah. if we keep on supporting you and the people seeing what you're doing, somebody gonna stop buying our product, using our service, buying mm-hmm. our shoes, whatever that in endorsement is. People are gonna stop messing with us because they see that we're still supporting you. Yeah. Now that that mental health thing, that it, it, it might work for them. They might feel sorry for them. They might decide to want to get them some help. But people that got professional careers with them, man, uh, it's, it's it's a wrap for that. And people would. Probably normally be like, oh, why are you cutting ties with him just because of X Y Z? Because I know my I know my brand's value. Yeah, I would much rather, and that's not even just in in this situation. A lot of, them. but in in life general. Yeah, I would much rather cut ties with you if I see that you are not trying to change, than to keep you around me in your situation. And lose what I have. I think the part of it, especially you know, because I consider him to be in the new age group. You know, he mm-hmm. he ain't up there with us. I think part of it is that these kids nowadays, they think that I sound old saying that. Shut up. <laughs> I was I was gonna let it go. You was I thinking it. Nah, your, your, really your face said it. Your but face said you it. You was thinking but, it. You said <laughs> it. Right. Right. But no, I I really think that this new generation thinks like only my followers can see this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they really think like that. Yeah. Like like people don't share stuff yes. all the time. Yes. And and on top of that, it don't matter how many followers you have as in a nationwide athlete. Yeah. It's going to get out. Yeah. It don't matter how many people liked your story or viewed your mm-hmm. story. All they got to do is tell somebody else about it. All yeah. they got to do is share it. And the and bad thing is it. this. Your negative stuff is going to be shared way more quicker than your positive. Yep, always. Like, don't don't nobody care that you just ran into a burning building to save the puppy dog, a cat, and yeah, a grandma. It, it, it don't care. He can, he's literally to the point now, or after this last offense yeah. right here, if he went in that burning building tomorrow, ain't nobody going to care. Nobody gonna care. They're probably gonna lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna say, "This nigga only did that so he can try to get back in our good grace." <laughs> he don't have on no mask or nothing. He he want us to believe he's somebody, right? Nah, I don't get it. Uh, shout out.
off. So thank you for the new mug, sir. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got that one so you don't burn yourself next time. Yeah, he, he, he had the <laughs> the mug. If y'all saw the other one with the gold handle, and I didn't know. So I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm See, about mine, to drink some coffee. Mine still got the gold handle. Yeah. I was thinking I'm about to drink some coffee in style. <laughs> I was happy. I put I got me a coffee. Sitting down at the computer about to work, and goddamn, my, my, my whole fingers almost fell out. And got third degree burns trying to drink some coffee. Trying to drink coffee with a go. With the gold handle. Boy, y'all, he, he tried to hurt me. I, I told you, I never put these in the microwave, so I, I ain't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. Mm. So I, I apologize for that. Now but I can sip tea, as they say. Yeah, there you go. Now you can <laughs> sip tea with a regular handle. We had to make you. I'm, I'm going to keep my gold handle. I'm, I'm good with mine. I usually only drink liquor out of this anyway. <laughs> told, I, I, I just told your friend we, we we drinks around here. Oh yeah. Um, um, talk about this shirt behind you, man, and how they can find you. Uh, cause uh, I, I like the one that you're wearing. I forgot to tell you that at the top of the show. Oh yeah, I mean this one's cool. This one's the concept is probably not gonna even get out. But no, behind me is the shirt we talked about on last two episodes uh-huh. about the vulnerability equals strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to bring that in today, so we're gonna touch a little bit on. On that, also, but that's that's gonna stay here. As a matter of fact, let's talk about it now. Um, go for it. Vulnerability and strength; uh, those are two things that I'm not even gonna say men in general. I'm gonna say black men. Yeah, um, we have been taught against that from from. Early adolescence. Yes. And it's bad that it's, it's, it's taught to us that way. And if you ask any parent that has, like, little kids right now, because mm-hmm. I literally just had this conversation with a few parents, why you tell him that? Mm-hmm. They can't tell you the answer. Yeah. Because it's, been, it's, it's generational. Yeah. That's what was told to us. Yep. So that's what I'm telling them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but why? Yeah. Like we got to get out of this stigma of well, this is what my parents did. So, why don't you do something different? Yeah, be your own person. Start your own generational traditions yeah. or whatnot. Like, because, like we talked about on last show, um, some things that our parents told us or didn't tell us, it didn't come with a handbook. So, whenever I got older, I had to unlearn a lot of things that was told to me by my mom. Yep. Not that she was a bad mom, but a lot of things that she she told me that was probably good for that time, as time grew on, was no longer good for me. Right. They, they don't apply to this um, new day. I believe uh, for young black men, uh, young black boys, where the vulnerability and strength thing was spoken against majorly was in sports. Yeah, because whenever you get tackled on the football field or whatever, yeah, you you can't get in your feelings. Your coach is gonna tell you walk it off, suck it up. Yeah, get your ass back on the side. You better not cry. Right, right, real quick. So vulnerability is typically synonymous uh, synonymous with weakness. Yeah, yes it is. And so that's why we look at it like it's a bad thing, but it's it's really the exact opposite. Vulnerability will give you the ability to figure out your emotions and be able to speak on them and communicate Mm -hmm. them effectively, which is a big problem in our community. Definitely is. So vulnerability, we we definitely need to 
reteach our kids that vulnerability is not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing to think about. And what what happens in teaching against vulnerability or making uh, young black boys or young black men or young men in, in general feel that being vulnerable is a bad thing, it's just like my mom used to always tell me, pressure bust a pipe. Oh, yeah. You could hold things in for so long, and you can be good for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But you'll have that one moment where because you've been holding in for so long that the wrong thing happens and it triggers you, and you will forget everything that you've ever been taught. Yep. Because you're at the point. That's just like if if you was to shake up that soda right now. Yeah. And time you get finished shaking it up, you open it. First of all, let me get out the room. <laughs> I, I ain't doing that old fist thing. But everything that's in that soda comes out, whether you want it to or not. Yeah. So that's, to me, that's how that not being vulnerable thing works. After a while, you're going to explode. Yeah. But talk about the strength part of vulnerability. Well, something I learned in therapy. Oh, that's a whole nother a whole nother topic. Yeah. Something I learned in therapy was that and it's kinda like it kind of touches on what you just said. It's better out than in. Mm-hmm. What would be the point of holding in all of your emotions? It's just gonna damage you. Yeah. It takes a lot more strength and courage to be open and be transparent and be vulnerable with people than it does to do the exact opposite. Yeah. You're not strong for holding nothing in. If anything, that's that's your sign of weakness because in doing that, you're keeping pieces of yourself and your emotions away from people. Mm-hmm. That's why we have so many men in relationships today when women are like, why can't you talk to me? They were mm, taught against it. Yeah. So they feel like that's a sign of weakness. I don't yeah. want to show you no signs of weakness. I'm going to show you that I'm I'm the man. I can do this. I, yeah. can, I, I can take care of anything that I can think of but reality is if you you can't there's no way that you can and i i and i think that's why a lot of good relationships don't last yeah and uh if you've never been taught how to apply yourself in a loving way or apply yourself to be vulnerable or to open up to somebody Whenever that, whenever you're with that person, because you know some females or some men in general, they just hard asses. Like you don't even have to tell me how you feel. But whenever mm. you get in that relationship where th- they're like, I want to know, talk to me. Right. Not even just relationships, friendships. Because I know I get on your nerves, but I could give a <laughs> flying flip. <laughs> Whenever you're in those relationships or those those bonds and people see or know that you're going through something and they reach out, but because you've been, and you really, really want help. You you really want to be able to get this off your chest and say how you feel, but it's, it's like we only get so far and then we hear that from our childhood in the back of our mind that says, Shut up. Yeah. You that, don't even have to tell them all this. That or fear. Fear of what is this person going to do with this mm-hmm. information. My whole thing is this. And 
I learned this between, you know, years of dealing with BS and being around my step pop. He don't keep nothing in. Yeah. If it's on his mind, he letting it out. Yeah. Don't care if it's good, bad, ugly, don't care. And the reason for that was when he was younger, he used to keep a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. And it actually caused health issues for him. Yes, it does. Down the line, just for just from keeping stuff in. So he said, going forward, I'm gonna say everything. Yeah. So not only is it mentally damaging, it can become physically damaging. Like a cancer that eats away. Exactly. Just because you don't want to say something. Because you in fear of what you think people might think of you. I learned not to care what nobody think of me. Yeah. Whatever you think, think it twice. Don't care. Yeah. And I I had to recently get there uh, for many, many reasons. But uh, because for, for me thinking what people, well, caring what people thought about me or how people felt about me or who, who wanted to be around or who would communicate. Uh, it worked in two ways. It made me gain people who I knew was not going to be here for a, a long time. Mm. But it made me push people away who really had my best interest at heart. Mm. Because after I'd done what everybody else wanted me to do, and that still wasn't enough, so they left, Mm -hmm. I found myself by myself because the people who wanted to be around at that point, they were tired of being around because it was like, I'm here, but those other voices are so much louder in your life. So because they're much louder... I would much rather just move around. Yep. So um, I am vulnerable. Now. I'm super vulnerable. Uh, Strength-wise, my strength is building. I'm stronger than I was. Put it like this. I'm stronger now than I was two two years ago. And that's good because that shows progress. Yeah. Any sign of progress, I'm here for. So where did your, your, your counseling come in? My counseling? You like when I, when I went to therapy, mm-hmm. you mean? Um, I felt myself going crazy. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I felt like the world around me was just so different than what my life had going on. Like what I was experiencing. I'm like, there's no way that yeah. I just can't make sense of yeah. everything that's going on around me. Yeah. And I mean, heartache was a was part of that also. I think I need to, you know, start looking for a therapist. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to always suggest when looking for therapy or help for yourself, find somebody that you can actually have some chemistry with. Definitely. Don't just find any therapist because they're a therapist. That's like eating any food just because it's food. How how do you feel about finding a, a therapist according? Well, you probably just a- answered it, but. Choosing a therapist that is along the lines of your own nationality. Personally, you go with, this is my personal opinion, and Charlemagne, so sorry, again for the Charlemagne reference. The guy is brilliant. He references. He's a brilliant idiot. He references it in one of his books. He references that he finds a therapist that, Kind of gonna help him go in the direction he wants to get I to. Read, I I listen to that, but you're talking about black privilege. 
It's in there too, but it, he also talks about he talks more about it than shook ones. I actually need to listen to that one also. So I wanted to know what it takes to elevate and be successful as a black man in America. Mm-hmm. So I went to go find me a successful black, black yeah. <laughs> yeah. therapist. And on top of that, I found somebody who was around my age who also wasn't from the same city. So they got a little bit different perspective, but they also know what I go through because I'm everybody knows I'm not a Dallas native. Mm-hmm. And so since he wasn't a Dallas native, he knows what, you know, the, the struggle of having to be in a new place, be in a new environment, being being around different type of people. Yeah. The culture in Texas is just different than anywhere else you go. It's very by different. far. So looking for advice on how to navigate all of that. He helped me through it. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good therapist, you'll feel the chemistry. It'll be like you just talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. With my therapist, he would sometime, I mean, of course, he would always give me his professional opinion, and sometimes he'd give me his personal opinion. Whenever he gave you the personal opinion, how much effect did that have? <coughs> a lot. Because... This is somebody who was where I was yeah. at one point and basically telling me how to get to <coughs> where I wanted to be yeah. because he made it there. Mm-hmm. I was always told that if you want to get somewhere in life, that you follow the example of the people that have been where you've been. Yeah. If you want to get somewhere, you can't follow the advice of somebody who ain't never been there. Right. It's, it's, it don't make no sense. You just basically follow somebody else's opinion. And what is your opinion if you have no experience behind it? And that's really, really big in of course in therapy is definitely a big thing but that's also big in business. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in uh, an actual feel like, you know, Marketing, advertising, whatever your your business is, uh, I, I tell people for for me, if I'm the smartest person in my group of people, I've outgrown that group. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing to say that I've outgrown that group. Some groups, some friends, some relationships, you will definitely outgrow, you and will. you have to move on. But I've come to find out that being, uh, and we we spoke about this in previous shows, having somebody on your team that are challenge you. Yeah. Need it's that. It's a wonderful thing because if everybody if everyone looks to you for all the answers, who do you have Man. that you can look to for answers? I made uh and it's funny you said it. I made a a a, fo- a Facebook post about that years ago. It's like who you know when when, when you're the teacher yeah. Who's the teacher go to for yeah. the advice? And the, uh, pe- a lot of people thought it was, it was just me kind of like generally posting that, but it's like I really was in that place. I felt like yeah. the people that were around me at that time, it's like I'm not getting anything mm-hmm. from them. I can't grow and elevate surrounded by people that are not on my level. And I'm not down talking to anybody, of course. And I don't think that I'm better than anybody, but you know, when in certain categories, when people just aren't there yeah. with you. And that's okay. And I know we have this stigma in our community. Um, it's kind of like what you just said, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit better. 
say if you've outgrown your friends, mm-hmm. then it's time to get some new friends. It is time to get some new friends. Now, that doesn't mean that you just completely cut off the old friends. You Facts. know, you, you don't talk down on them or, you know, toss them to the side or them like that. It's nothing like that. It's all love. But yeah. I just gotta I just gotta limit my time with you and focus more time over here with them because this is where I want to be. Yeah. Now, not saying that you can't get there. Yeah, he said that this is where he wanted to be. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> I'm looking at him. Why did he stop me? I had to go. I, no I had to go there. Anyway, go ahead. Jeez, but no, you you gotta you gotta know how to differentiate where you are and where you want to be. Those friends that are not where you want to be, and you know you gotta limit your time with those people. Yeah, they say if you look at somebody's five best friends. You can determine where they're going to be in the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. If you're around people that you already feel are not conducive with your goals, it's time to start spending less time with those people. Facts. It's okay to spend time with them, talk to them, whatever. You can still love them people, love them people from afar. I got people like that in my life right now. I do too. My brothers, but yeah, definitely. You, you, you got to get to that point. But now I'm going to focus over here where... My time and energy is is needed for me to get to that next level. Yeah. You got to start hanging around people who are better than you. Yeah. So that can help you learn and grow and elevate and get to that next level. Mm-hmm. And there's there's going to be a time if you continue to grow at, at a certain pace or a rapid pace, you're going to outgrow some of the people that were on that next level. Yeah. Now you need to find people that are on the next level above that so you can continue to grow and be better. Yeah. I think what we do is we get some people who get to that level that they see that they're better than somebody else and they get complacent. Yes, they do. They get arrogant. Mm-hmm. They feel like, well, I'm better than you. I don't think I'm better than nobody. At any time, I can go right back down to that level. Life is a continuous uphill battle. It is. And if you ain't fighting to get to the top, you rolling backwards. <laughs> And I, I think that's what uh, a lot of the problem is. People want people want a prize without having to put in the work. Mm. Yes. And there that's is absolutely no way, like, I want a vulnerability and strength shirt, like, in my mind. I have the design in my mind, but I don't have the discipline to actually sit down and actually put it on a shirt. It makes no it, it it makes no sense or gives no reason to wanting it if if you're not gonna work for it. Is it? And most people just don't have the 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 fact of wanting to work for I- anything because it's like if I can put it in the microwave, why do I want to put it in the oven? And that's the problem with everybody these days. We live in a microwave society. Everybody wants it right now. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got no patience. Ain't nobody got no grit. Yeah. How long does it take to cook anything traditionally? Yeah. How long did it take to eat it? And some things you can't put in the microwave to cook. Can't. You can put it in as long as you want. Guarantee it ain't going to turn out the way you want it to. It'll look right. (laughs) But whenever you bite into that piece of chicken. And it ain't going to smell right. That was in the microwave for four, five, six hours. Listen. And you bite into it and nothing comes out but blood. <laughs> it's like you sound like you tried this before. <laughs> don't judge me though. I'm just saying. Don't judge me. Viewers, don't judge me. Like 
that's like the the best analogy that I could think about. Yes, it's hot. You know it's been cooking, mm-hmm. but because you couldn't wait, couldn't wait for the grease to get hot, mm-hmm. or you couldn't wait for the the air fryer to do its due diligence. Like I want it right now, or because you didn't trust the process. You didn't trust it. You want to do it your own way. You're so used to the microwave because all you've been doing is hot pockets and pizza rolls. Yeah, and those have been coming out perfect. Oh. So now you want to put a drumstick in the in the microwave <laughs> because you've been working all day and you're, it's hungry. Mm-mm, it t- it takes way more. I mean, and that goes right back. And I hate to get biblical, but I'm going here. You reap what you sow. Y'all, he's so saved. <laughs> and I'm not. It's the complete opposite. I'm probably going to hell in a handbasket. But <laughs> that that's no, a- <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> but that's probably what that, that that that's how it is though. Yeah. You you have to work. In order to enjoy, you yeah. got to kick, you got to cook chicken anywhere between forty-five minutes to an hour, and able to enjoy that on your plate for about five ten minutes. Yeah. It's just the law of life. You got to put the work in before you can enjoy. You gonna have way more work than you are gonna have enjoyment. Even I love the way that you, you put that. You could eat, you can cook something for forty-five minutes, but then five to ten minutes is over. Mm-hmm. And I think that. That's one thing that makes that make people not want to work as hard because it's like after I've done this, I've enjoyed it, and it's like I, I have to move to the next thing. Yep. Yes, move to the next thing because there's always something bigger. Yep. Like I, although I right, so I started on cooking. <laughs> why not? Why am I stuck on chicken? Am I <laughs> are you? I was like, are you hungry? hungry we just chicken. ate. <laughs> Shout out to uh, <laughs> uh them yeah, them. <laughs> Why am I stuck on chicken? <laughs> <laughs> we can get you some chicken tonight. We can I some, started going on. cooking or frying or doing wings in the air fryer. Uh-huh. You eat it like time, time it come out, but because that's not as much meat. No, hum. That, 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 that. Pause. Pause. <laughs> I wanted more meat. Ain't no balls. Okay, what the hell? He <laughs> said, I wanted more meat. <laughs> so I went to drumsticks. Mm-hmm. But the process in cooking the drumstick is longer than the process in doing the wing. There you go. But then after I'd done it, although it was more uh, like that, I was like, nigga, I want another drumstick. <laughs> So I have to sit down and go through this full process again. Whether I want it in the air fryer or I want that that, that brown paper bag with the flour and shake it up. There, there is a process for me to get this. I want some chicken. Now, <laughs> now nah, nah, I'm I'm probably more um disappointed more in the fryer. fact that you was no, I'm I'm more disappointed in the fact that you was cooking things one at a time. Like why why you just make enough for a meal? <laughs> I live by myself, okay. Still, you don't make one piece of chicken that's that's like that's like chris rock in one of his first roles and uh i'm gonna get you sucker so how much how much for order ribs 350 that's about 50 cents that's a rib huh yeah. give me one he said one order ribs and nah, 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 nah. one rib <laughs> <laughs> and then this nigga said i show sure am hungry <laughs> i love i'm gonna uh, that, that's a movie that no one really talks about i love i'm gonna uh, get you sucker that's a classic that was my favorite ever since I probably shouldn't have been watching that as a little kid, but that's been my favorite movie ever since. My mom yeah. got me hooked on them show. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, you are the last dragon. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Who's the man? Show no, no. no. God damn it. Come on. Yeah. Shoot, those are movies. If that came on Netflix right now, I think it was on there at one point. Br- bring it to Netflix right now and don't and don't think I'm not gonna watch it at least two times a day. I'm gonna show my age. Even even I'm fin- I'm finna show past your age right now. You know what was on there for a minute? They, t- they took it off. What? The Mac. The Mac was oh. on Netflix. Way, 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 way back. Yeah, it's like 1970-something. Yeah, but it, it was on there. They took it off. I love the but. fact that Netflix, like whenever shows go off TV, now Netflix is picking up. Uh, because one of my, my favorite shows, uh, SWAT, with Shamar Moore. Yeah. This is their last season. Well, Netflix has already picked up all the seasons, and it's on Netflix now. Speaking of Netflix, <laughs> I need you guys to do me a favor. I'm not getting paid for this. This is not a paid advertisement. There's a new movie on Netflix called The Missing. Missing, yep. Oh, my it's, God. It's in my list right now. Mix, missing blessed me last night, night before last. It had to be night before last, because last night I was there. Um, missing is really, really good, and I love the young lady that played the daughter. She played in something else, too. I can't place it right now, but she played in something else, and that's actually what made me want to watch it. Cause I'm slightly jealous that you closed it up and then asked me if I wanted a drink. Would you like another drink, sir? I, I would love another drink, love. All right. Let's get some of this Captain Morgan in your system. Um, we didn't even call out what we were drinking today. Today we, mm-hmm. today we are drinking a... This was an interesting drink when I... I well, it was a what? Whatever word I just <laughs> used. Interesting <laughs> drink that I saw at the liquor store. This is Captain Morgan Cherry Vanilla. Um, she good. This took me back to my days of high school. They had a, ooh, I'm, I'm really showing my age right now. We used to have a Fruitopia machine. And you our, Fruitopia, fruit, yeah. right, they don't even have that no more. We used to have, uh, we used to have a machine in our lunchroom. I don't need no drink. I'm going to get a little bit, just a splash. Um, and they had the vending machine in there, and one of the, my favorite flavors in that vending machine was cherry vanilla. So when I saw this, I instantly thought of that, and I was like, I got to get it. I got to at least try it. And then you had to backdoor it with the cherry 7-Up. Yeah, you got to. Because you can't take away from the flavor by adding something else. You got to keep the cherry vanilla the same. The <laughs> only thing, so I can only drink 7-Up if it's a flavor. Regular 7-Up? You don't like regular 7-Up? It's the devil. Like, What's the difference between 7-Up and Sprite? I don't know, but I love Sprite. More sugar. Well, that's right. I, I need <laughs> I need it in my life. <laughs> I want it in my life. Wait, what's the difference in Seven Up and Sierra Miss? Nothing. Sierra Miss got canceled. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you see that now? It's starry now. Yes, it is. And it sound like a it sound like a kid trying to say sorry. Yeah. Starry. <laughs> I starry. <laughs> okay, Jr. With that dad joke, right? Man, that was cute for you, though. In the meantime, in between time, look, we got so comfortable talking in this show. We stretched this out for almost two hours, which is a good thing. Because JR is not going to be with me on next week. He will be away celebrating his son, my nephew, Tez, as he graduates from high school. Congratulations to Tez and every senior, whether you are in high school or college, or even the babies that's graduating from uh, preschool to uh, kindergarten. <laughs> Congratulations on your accomplishments and your achievements. The world is about to open for 
for you. Do me a favor, come back next week for part two. In the meantime, in between time also, do me a favor, go to Spotlight Media Now and subscribe to our website to find out more information about everything that we're doing and to be kept up to date with the TV show that we are pitching to a couple streaming networks. Also, follow us on social media. For JR, you can follow at Lionheart JR, myself, I am Trevane, and for the intro podcast, just search the intro podcast all over social media. Uh, we have our TikTok page coming very soon, so follow that also. Thank you.